The Maker's House Chapel International presents Destiny Word with Dr. Michael Buedinamite. God has destined for each and every one of us to live a life of purpose, a life of abundance, and a life that pleases Him. Dr. Michael Buedinamite's mandate is clear. He's equipped to raise destiny giants for our time, equipped with the wisdom and anointing for a time such as now. Please stay tuned in to Destiny Word. Amen. The book of Genesis, chapter number 26, our uncle scripture. Chapter number 26. And I read from the thundering diction of the King James Bible to your hearing. And there was a famine in the land, beside the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went unto Abimelech, king of the Philistines, unto Gerah. And the Lord appeared unto him and said, Go not down into Egypt, dwell in the land which I shall tell thee of. Sojourn in this land, and I'll be with thee, and I'll bless thee, for unto thee and unto thy seed I will give all these countries. And I will perform the oath which I swore unto Abraham thy father. And I'll make thy seed to multiply as the stars of the heavens, and will give unto thy seed and all these countries, and in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Because that Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. Verse number 6. And Isaac dwelt in Gerah. And the men of the place asked him of his wife, and he said, She is my sister, for he feared to say, She is my wife. Lest said he, the men of the place shall kill me for Rebekah, because she was fair to look upon. And it came to pass when he had been there a long time that Abimelech, king of the Philistines, looked out at a window and saw, and behold, Isaac was sporting with Rebekah, his wife. And Abimelech called Isaac and said, Behold, of a surety she is thy wife, and how sayest thou she is my sister? And Isaac said unto him, Because I said, Lest I die for her, how far are you willing to go for love? And Abimelech said, What is this thou hast done unto us? One of the people might lightly have lain with thy wife, and thou shouldest have brought guiltiness upon us. And Abimelech charged all his people, saying, He that toucheth this man or his wife shall surely be put to death. Then Isaac sowed in that land, and received in the same year an hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. And the man was great, and went forward, and grew until he became very great. For he had possessions of flocks, possession of herds, and great store of servants. And the Philistines envied him for all the wells which his father's servants had dug in the days of Abraham. His father, the Philistines, had stopped them and filled them with earth. And Abimelech said unto Isaac, Go from us, for thou art much mightier than we. Isaac departed thence, pitched his tent in the valley of Gerah, dwelt there, and Isaac dug. Again, the wells of water in which they had dug in the days of Abraham, his father. For the Philistines had stopped them after the death of Abraham. And he called their names after the names by which his father had called them. And Isaac's servants dug in the valley and found there a well of springing water. And the headmen of Gerah described with Isaac's men, saying, The water is ours. And he called the name of the well Isaac, because they strove with him. And they dug another well and they strove for that also. And he called the name of it Setna. And he removed from thence and dug another well. And for that they strove not. And he called the name of it Rehoboth. And he said, For now the Lord has made room for us. And we shall be fruitful in the land. For all the wells, the verse number 15, For all the wells which his father's servants had dug in the days of Abraham his father, 
the Philistines had stopped them for all the wells which his servants had done in the days of his father. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we know that the grass will wither, the flower will fade, but your word will abide forever. We pray, eternal King, Father, Master, and our Lord, that you give us a word that works. Anoint these lips of clay, O God. Make it an instrument of a blessing to somebody's life. Touch us. Bring us to a place where we can say that we had an encounter with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. For the sake of those of you who did not start this journey with us, let me give you a very brief recap of what we are doing. Very hard-pressed with time. So I'm going to run with you, skim through so many things with you, and I believe that it's going to be a blessing to you. Um, we said that in life you need three elements to be in place for you to get to where God actually wants you to be. One of the places that you need to get to, or the things that ought to be done as far as your life is concerned, what you need is to be in your appointed place. Appointed place. Appointed place. We dealt with appointed place and we said that every individual needs to, first of all, discover what his appointed place is. You need to discover your appointed place. After you've discovered your appointed place, you need to dwell in your appointed place. After dwelling in your appointed place, you need to dig in your appointed place. You need to discover, you need to dwell, you need to dig. So these are the three things that we shared. We said that for everybody, for you to get to the place where God wants you to get to or to fulfill destiny, you need to get to a place whereby you can say, this is the place God has for me. It can be a business, it can be in a church, it can be wherever place you find yourself that you know God led you there, it is your appointed place. Once you discover, irrespective of the challenges that you will face, you need to dwell there. And don't just dwell, you need to dig. It means that you need to work within your appointed place. The confines, the parameters within which God has set for your life, the boundaries that God has set for your life, you need to work therein. Hallelujah. We need to talk about the other aspect, that is the appointed people. We said you need three things. You need appointed place, you need appointed people, and you need to operate within your appointed time. Uh, if you are in your appointed place and you don't have the appointed people, you'll be left frustrated and disappointed. But if you are in your appointed place and you have the appointed people and you are operating within your appointed time, then destiny fulfillment is a must. It will be done. It's just a matter of course. And so you need to discover your appointed place. But after you've discovered your appointed place, you need to still operate with the appointed people. There are three kinds of people that you will ever find in this world. Three kinds of people. The world will give you three people. Three people. Three kinds of people. The world will always throw three kinds of people in your life. Three kinds of people. The first kind of people are the group that make things happen. The first group, they are the rainmakers. They make things happen. Just dream it, they will help you to live it. They make things happen. They are people who make things happen. They are not wishful thinkers. They make things happen. The first group of people are the people who will make things happen. They will run with any idea. They will walk with you. They will do things. They will make sure that whatever thing that you dream of, they can bring it to pass. They are not necessarily consumers. They are producers. They are manufacturers. They get things done. They feed the consuming public. But they in themselves are the rainmakers. They are the people who make things happen. The second category of people are the people who watch things happen. And those kind of people, they might not be for it or against it. They just watch it. Bewildered most of the time by what is happening. Oh, wow. 
They just watch things happen. The third group is the group that wonders why things happen. Sometimes it's good to just sit back and watch things happen. But the last group, they wonder, but how did he do it? They won't even ask or watch how it happened. They are just wondering how it happened. These are the groups that the world will throw at you. Then it will be your choice to pick any of these people into your life. When they are thrown into your life, the next thing that do happen, that is supposed to happen, is that you are also supposed to now find out which brand or category or canopy that you put any of these people under as far as your life is concerned. Because anybody that comes into your life will also fall aside these broad category, broad classes or classifications that we have put on these tasks or these people. They will also come under your personal definitions. We call them the three C's. Such that anybody that comes into your life can either be a confidant. So aside the people that have come into your life, you will have a confidant. A confidant is somebody who um, will stick with you whether you are up or down. Somebody who will know your ills and your flaws and your mistakes and will still want to stick to you. Somebody who will love you irrespective. A confidant is somebody who will see your ugly, naked self and still say that I'm with you, brother. A confidant is somebody that you can share your secrets with and know that you are safe. You will not have many of them in your lifetime. You have a few. If God blesses you with three in your lifetime, you are a blessed man. Because Jesus had his thousands and aside his thousand, he had his twelve. And in his twelve, he had three. And so the three becomes his confidant that he will go to the Mount of Transfiguration with when he knows that he's going to deal with weightier matters. He can't take all. You need to define your circles. It is not everybody that runs around you that is a confidant. Can I push it? So you will have people that will come into your life that are not necessarily people that you are supposed to share your life with. So we have confidants. We have your constituents. The constituents are the group of people who will come into your life. Once they come into your life, they are for what you are for, but they are not for you. And so the constituents are the group of people when they come into your life and they know that you are fighting a common army or you are going to a certain place that they know they are also going, that they will hop into your bus. If they find another bus that is driving faster than yours, they will jump out of your bus and get onto the next bus because they are going somewhere. They think you are going that place and they join your bus. It doesn't mean they are with you. They are for what you are for, but they are not for you. A lot of people, the reason why a lot of marriages and relationships fail is because people don't marry their confidants, they marry their constituents. There are too many marriages that are failing because the fact that, you see, the constituents are for, they are not for themselves, they are for what they are for. So they are visions. And so, and so if you are not mindful, the fact that you share common fluids with somebody doesn't mean you have the same destiny. 
So you can be married to somebody and be badmatically enthused about the person, but as far as destiny is concerned, you are diametrically opposed. Constituents, constituents, when they come to you, you have to know, is this person a confidant or a constituent? Because a constituent will be for what you are for. The last group of persons is that which we call the comrades. So we have the confidants, we have the constituents, and we have the comrades. The comrades are not necessarily for what you are for, but they are for what you are against. They are against what you are against. He will fight with you against a common enemy, but he's not for you. That is a comrade. They fight for a common purpose, but it doesn't mean they are for you. If there is somebody that they are for comes up, they will turn and stab you. You have these three people. Which category of people do you fill your life with? You, are you filling with your life with your constituents? And, and amazingly, a lot of people have too many constituents and they don't have a lot of confidence. A constituent, when he sees that you've done something that is horrible, they will say, Arrivederci. Bye-bye. I mean, we end here. A confidant is like Ruth and Naomi. Where you sleep, I will sleep. Where you die, I will die and be buried. Your people will be my people. That is what a confidant is. Let me quickly rush you through the test because I still have to preach. I have to get out of my introduction. This is introduction. In Genesis chapter 26, in Genesis chapter number 26, the Bible says that, and Isaac's headsmen, his servants, were the ones who dug the well. When God wants you to get to a place where destiny will be fulfilled, God will always introduce people into your life who will dig the wells for you. Can I push it? God will always bring people into your life who will dig your wells, who will push the trucks, who will make sure that if there are things that are stuck, they will pull it out. And get it to you. God will always make sure that there are people. God will bring people into your life. That we call destiny helpers. I pray for you that any time that you walk through this land. Through this land. Through this land. As you journey through the pages of life. May God bring you people who will help you out to fulfill destiny. The Bible says that. And there was a man sent by God. His name was John. He was not the light. But he came to bear witness of the light. There are many people that God will send your way. Just like John was sent in the life of Jesus. He was not the light. But he was sent to bear witness of the light. Now what that means is that. There are people that God will bring your way. Who will not want to take the glory but they will work and to ensure that you receive the glory that God has placed upon your life may God release those kind of people into your life whoever needs to come into your life in this end time that will be your destiny helper to push you to a place where you fulfill destiny may God introduce them to you they might not even be Ghanaians they might not even be in Africa but wherever they are even as God was able to cause the wise men to see the stars and they were able to travel from afar off may God cause your star to be seen from afar off that the men will travel to come and see your star and see your light wherever place you need to get to you cannot go there on your own you will need people jesus was jesus first timothy chapter 3 the bible says for without controversy great is the mystery of godliness god was manifested in the flesh and yet the same god needed a human introduction to be able to execute 
his divine agenda. God, all by himself, without controversy, he was not half God, half man. God was manifested in the flesh. The book of Isaiah chapter 6, Isaiah chapter 7, Isaiah chapter 9 talks about him as the Emmanuel, the one who vacated his throne and dwelt amongst men. It means that this fully God or holy God became holy man to walk amongst men. And yet, when he was walking amongst men, he needed another man to introduce him. It means that no matter who you are, you can be so powerful, so anointed, spirit-filled, tongue-talking, power-baptized, and yet you need somebody to say, hear him, for that is the servant, the son, the man, the woman of God. May God introduce people that will bear witness of you, people that will be touch-bearers, people that will go ahead of you, that will hold your shield and your buckler, people that will stand for you and say that where you die, I will die also. People that will come to you and say that I believe in your vision. I know where God is taking you to and I am ready to sacrifice all to stand with you. Those are the people that are difficult to come by but may God release them your way. I, 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 can I pray for you? May God release them into your life. I read the Bible and I was so happy because you see when the Bible was talking about John the Baptist, the Bible says and there was a man called John. He was sent by God. It means that technically he might not have wanted to do that but God had to push him to go there. May God push people that need to be pushed so that they will stand in your life and get things done for you. There are certain people that God has to put nails. God has to put coals. God has to push them such that until they do what they are supposed to do, they will be so restless. I read the account of Abimelech and I heard something. When the Bible says that this king, the man of God, was in the land of Abimelech, the Bible says that and God caused him to surrender his wealth to this man that God had caused. Anything that you need to fulfill destiny if it's in the hands of another man, I pray that let there be the release of destiny helpers. Can I pray for you? Let there be the release of destiny. The release of destiny helpers. What stops men from getting to where God wants them to get to is the right men, the appointed people. The appointed people. Today I'm talking about appointed people in the angle of destiny helpers. There are people that need to be ushered into your life. All that they are supposed to do is to be like even the scaffolds. Some people will come and help you and leave. Let me tell you this. Those that are not your confidants, but your constituents, they are not supposed to be with you forever. When they come, there is the likelihood after the assignment is done, they will bid you farewell. You should have the guts to kiss them. Goodbye. <laughs> See, the problem is, the problem is, most of us develop attachments to constituents. People that are not supposed to go with us in the long run, we still hook them up and say, oh, oh, leave me not. I need a shoulder to cry upon. Lean on me. When you're not strong, I'll be your friend. I can't sing. But, but watch this. Those people, there are some people that God will bring your way. Right now, if this TV or this air condition is spoiled, we have to bring a scaffold. 
mount it up, get it fixed. The scaffold is only relevant because of the maintenance or the repairs. As soon as it's done, it has to be removed. Sometimes God removes those people from your life and you don't want it. From today, whoever has finished his assignment. I just feel like praying for you. You see, because, and let me say this so that at least you understand. When somebody finishes his assignment and he's still in your life, he becomes a toxic waste. Let me rewind and press play. If somebody is in your life and the person is done, through, finito, finished his assignment, and the person is still in your life, the person becomes poisonous to your destiny. This same man called John the Baptist, who was the bearer, the man that was to bear testimony about Jesus. Um, he had borne his testimony. He had done what he was supposed to do. And Jesus was preaching and doing good. Healing the sick, casting out devils, baptizing people, saying all the things that need to, needed to be said. And when all these things were done, the same man that said, Behold, the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. This same man asked his disciples, Go and ask him. Is he the one? Or he should go and look for the other. What it means is that his assignment was done. So his continuous stay was going to create a confusion about the identity of Jesus. That is why God allowed his head to be chopped off. Because you see, the more he stayed on, the more he was going to question the identity of Jesus. Because his ministry was authenticated and people had believed in him, whatever he said, people were going to run with it. And so the more he questioned the identity of Jesus, the more people were going to question who Jesus truly was. Because his assignment was done. And so he had no business staying in Jesus' picture again. Anybody that doesn't need to be in your life again, whoever doesn't need to be in your business, whoever doesn't need to be around your life, may God find a way to eliminate them from your life. Whoever doesn't need to be in your life, may God push can I pray for you? Because you see, you don't need everybody in your life. There are certain people, they are done. They are through. God is through with them. They are done. They don't have to be in your life anymore. They finished their assignment. They've run their race. they finished their course. They ought not to be in your life anymore. If they continue to stay there, they will be poisonous to your destiny. That is why sometimes the same person who even prophesied that you'll be a great man. When you are becoming a great man, they are questioning whether it was you or it was another person. Why? Because they had finished the assignment. May God find a way to pull out whoever doesn't need to be in your life. Can I pray for you real quick? But all the men and women who ought to contribute to your life and push you to destiny fulfillment, may God introduce them. May God bring them. May God pull them together. May God bring them into your life. Look at somebody and say my destiny helpers are coming. They are coming. They are coming. I pray for you. May destiny helpers be released into your life. May men and women who believe in your cause. When your two destiny helpers come they are not envious of the feat you attain. Destiny helpers are not envious of your attainments and achievements. Destiny helpers are not. Because you see 
proudly he was not the light. He, he was confident to say to people, I am not the one. How many people do you have in your life who can say that if you are looking for somebody that God has blessed, I'm not the one, but he is. I pray that you find those people in your life. Those are the appointed people we are talking about. People that will be so happy because they see you get into higher heights. People who will jubilate with you when they see you are going up. People that will weep, they will cry when they see that you are broken hearted. People that what you feel, they feel too. People that will be like Jesus in your life. For we do not have a high priest who cannot be touched by the feelings of our infirmities. But he was in all ways tempted as we are and yet without sin. What it means is that Jesus being the greatest confidant, he feels what you feel. That is why when you go through fire, he says, I'll be with you. When you go through water, he says, I'll be with you. When you are up, he says, I'm with you up there. When you are down, he says, I'm with you down there. Wherever you find yourself, Jesus said, I'm with you. Can I introduce your best confidant? Your best confidant is Jesus. The best, 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 best. Maybe sometimes you tell somebody something and he might even appear to be your confidant but when the going gets tough even that man can turn his back on you but we have a friend called Jesus there is a friend called Jesus my savior my shepherd my friend may that man be introduced into your life one more time may you find peace with him can I push it for two minutes and close Two minutes. Two, two, two minutes. I went to preach somewhere and I was preaching and somebody shouted, an old man. He shouted, preach young man. He said, preach young man. And I said to him, I'm doing the best I can. <laughs> now watch this. God will bring into your life Certain people who will be the careers of your burdens. When we talk about destiny helpers, people who will bear your armor, like Goliath had men that were bearing his shield and his spear so that he could relax his arms for a good throw. There are people that God will bring into your life as you journey through destiny. People that God will bring into your life who will say, could you please rest your feet? We will carry you in a palanquin. You have no idea, but that is the kind of prayer I'm praying for you. That God will bring you people. God himself will bring you men. Men that will be your destiny. Help us. Can we pray? Thank you for listening. We hope you've been blessed with Destiny Word by Dr. Michael Boydi-Nyamiche. You are cordially invited to the Maker's House Chapel International, Kwabanya Off Point One. Join in on any of our services, Sunday Word, first service, 7 to 9 a.m., second service from 10 a.m. to 12 noon, teaching service on Wednesdays, 6.30 to 8 p.m., and our flagship program, The Morning Aura, on Saturdays from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. to engage in prayer and experience the supernatural. For more information about this ministry, call 0244-221-272 or 0262-731-570 or visit our website, www.themakershousechapel.org. 
We believe in the word in totality and the light it brings our path to experience the grace to take territories and fulfill destiny. God richly bless you.